We're rolling over here too. Nice. All right. So, well, dude, we'll bring us into the beat. You know, I thought you'd never ask. I thought this one was pretty podcasty. Yeah. You know? It's like. It's like some Pink Panther shit. <laughs> Pink Panther? Nice. Welcome to the pod, everybody. Welcome. Devin, how's it hanging? It's going pretty good, man. It's going pretty good. I said, how's it hanging? Is that That's what that means, right? How's it going? How's it hanging? <laughs> I suppose. Mm. Now we're potting. Nice. See, dude, all you need is some music. Spring vibes up. You know what I'm saying? Vibes up, man. There doesn't have to be any reason why the music's on. No. It's just, it's just atmosphere. On. Makes your soul come alive. <laughs> now we're potting. Yeah. Here we are. Nice. Episode one, take two. (laughs) (laughs) Episode one. What's going on, Devin? How you been? How's your week been? You're quarantined. Can't be doing much. No, I'm not. Probably working out at home a little bit. Yes. Right now, uh, I'm just, this is like the first time I've felt unsick. Unsick? For any time. So So you're feeling better now. Yes, I am. Feeling better, feeling more like myself. So I need to grab my stuff. So I'm going to grab like a barbell of about 250 pounds of plates. And oh, you're going to go get your gear from your yeah, from my gym and set up in the garage. Nice. And try to do some workouts there just because who knows when all the gyms are going to open up again. It's crazy out here, man. Yeah. Lots of lots of uncertainty. Lots of. uh weird social distancing, new habits we got to make. Um, I've been driving for Uber and just got like a bunch of packs of sanitizing wipes and some gloves, just wiping everything down, using the hand sanitizer on my hands. I didn't bring it today. No? should have brought it today. Oh, dang it. But don't worry. We're social distancing. Yeah, six feet. Stay away from me. No, see six feet. Cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've been working out at home a little bit. Yeah. This week I actually didn't hit it at all. No, I did not do my workout, but me and Ashley have been doing, uh, just little workouts with the bands. She's got nice. these bands that you jam in the door. Good. Uh, and you pull on and they're stretchy. Nice. And it's super different trying to get used to that. Cause like me and you go in there and, you know, bench <laughs> press 185 pounds. Warm up however many reps but you know when you've got a band there you have to really engage those stabilizers and stuff but i so i didn't lift every day this week but i did go on my walk every day this week i'm just trying to get the blood moving get you know keep things moving while i'm while we're quarantined here i'm still working as an essential employee you know doing the whole uber delivery uh food thing so that's been nice but uh, other than that, you know, I haven't had any work at the studio, lots of weddings that I was going to DJ getting canceled. Um, so Are I'm really just hoping doing like courthouse weddings Are they, what's going on there? Are they just waiting? Cause you're like, as soon as they're like, all right, quarantine's done. Boom. You're going to get like three weddings in a day. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a hard work to do three weddings in one day. Yeah. Start at 5 a.m. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be quick wedding too. I think I've done two, two, two weddings. Nice. I think one day I had to I had to meet a trainee at one wedding and help him get set up and going, and then I took off and went to a different one to cover for Dave oh. for the rest of the night or something. 
Okay. Something like that. Yeah. I've done tons of weddings. They all start to blend together after a while, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, um, I was talking to my roommate, or my old roommate, Mike, the other day, and I, uh, <laughs> he's so funny. He's a, he's a real thoughtful guy. He's actually got some questions that uh, we can talk about. Nice. Um, yeah, we'll, get, we'll get into those for sure. What, what was he saying, though? I forgot. You forgot. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. Um, I was going to try to change the subject. Oh, okay. That's chill. Um, so you guys just been doing band workouts, right? Band workouts at home. Uh-huh. That is one part of the morning routine. Cool. Uh, first part of the morning routine is taking care of the cats. Oh, nice. I have really bad allergies. And two cats? They got two, man. No, like they, your allergies are about cats. Yes, my allergies are about cats. <laughs> Dang, but you have cats still. Yeah. How, well, do you, how do you swim that? Well, so I just moved in with with Ashley, my girlfriend, who's right over there. Ashley, you can say hi. Hi. <laughs> um, and every morning I get up and brush the cats. I kind of started this routine as like to just help with my allergies. Mm. Um, but it's kind of become like my, my little like morning moment with the cat. I'm getting nice. really attached to these cats, man. How many? You got two cats, right? <laughs> two. Yeah. Nice. What, what type of cat? Well, one of them is, uh, Siamese, Siamese and the other one is like Garfield. <laughs> yes. I don't know what kind of cat that is. That's awesome. Yeah. Tabby, Orange, Orange cabby. Tabby. Tabby. The teeth. <laughs> Nice. He's so cute, dude. And he's just like Garfield. His name's Frank, the orange one. Frank. That's a great cat name. <laughs> yeah. Who came up with that? You or Ashley? Uh, Kyle. Kyle, neither. None yeah. of the above. <laughs> the owner. Kyle owns the house and he owns uh, the, the two cats. And then oh, okay. me and Ashley live in the basement. And Aaron lives in one of the rooms upstairs. And uh, it's been it's been really good, man. Rent's going to be really cheap out there. And, um, you know, I, I really was not excited about having those cats No, <laughs> first off. Cause you know, I knew I really didn't have a say in it cause I was really new to their whole, their household and everything. So I just kind of let it go. And I just decided I would put some things in place to help with my allergies. And one thing that a couple of things I've been doing that have been really helping is, uh, the Neil med nose rinse that, you know, pushes water and yeah. that solution through your sinuses and shoots everything out the other side. So after I brush the cats in the morning, get all the extra fur out of them, I go right downstairs and do that right away and then rinse everything out and then do the nose spray. Uh So after everything's clean, then do the spray and get that in there. And it's an antihistamine nose spray. Uh I've also got antihistamine eye drops. So those are really good for helping with the eyes itching. And then from there, I just put eucalyptus under my nose just a natural essential oil and then put lavender on my temples and it really helps. All right. Well, I thought it was interesting. You just kind of brushed over this. So some people know what a nasal rinse is, mm-hmm. but there could be some people who don't know who that is. What that yeah. is. So explain the little details on that one. Well, it's, it's quite a process. <laughs> <laughs> it's this little, it's this little squeeze bottle. It's a little plastic bottle that you fill up with warm water and you put the solution in there. It's just this little packet of, of, of what would you call sea it? Sea salt, maybe sea salt, Some natural stuff, um, something yeah. to help your nose and you shake it up and it's got a straw that goes to the bottom so you can squeeze all the water out of it and you just shove it in one nostril. And I usually squeeze out half of it. And it pushes everything out the left side. And then I squeeze the other half into my left nostril, squeeze everything out this side. And, you know, that, I don't know what's in that solution. If that has any preventative. I've forgot to put the solution in before. And the water was perfect. Temperature, everything was perfect. You know, when you jump into a pool and all the water goes up your nose, well, that's what it feels like. If you don't yeah, put that solution in, but you put that solution in. And all of a sudden you don't feel it. Mm-hmm. The only thing you really feel is it coming out like on your lip, but 
it's really, it's not anything like when you jump in the pool and all the water goes up your nose because there's no chlorine or anything yeah. in it either. Cause so, um, yeah, it's actually not as bad as it sounds, but. Well, I've done it. I've, I've done it without the solution as well Yeah, and felt that burn. And I think it, it helps with the, with the, um, like the comfort of it. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know if there's any like antihistamines or allergy no, preventing not. technology. <laughs> there's in, no uh, technology in it. No. Yeah. So, um, so ever, that's why I do the, the, the antihistamine spray right after yes. I do that. Yeah, that's good. It's just a rinse. It doesn't, it's not actually anything for your allergies. Yeah. Right? It just rinses. So, cause you get the pollen or dander or whatever you're allergic to stuck in your nose. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of goes on this endless feedback loop. Right. Yeah. So now you got to rinse all that out and get it out of there. Yeah. And then you put the antihistamine on top of it. Otherwise, mm -hmm. if you don't rinse it out first, then you just put the antihistamine, you're just putting the antihistamine right on top of what's already the irritant that's already in there. Yeah. So it's way more effective if you rinse it first. Cool. Yeah. That, that was kind of my theory behind it. Yeah. Yeah. But so, um, have you ever like messed up the temperature of the water though? Yeah. I've, I've done it really yeah. cold. Sometimes I do it cold on purpose. It's worse when it's cold. I think it is hot. I think I don't mind. Yeah. I just, I, I think it feels good, especially in the summer on hot days when, you know, you're outside in the pollen and you start having hay fever and stuff and you mm -hmm. come home after a long day and, Oh yeah. If you're warm. Yeah. Yeah. A little cold rinse might feel a little better, huh? Yeah. yeah. When the sun comes out, that's good. Turn the hotter weather. So we've been having some nice weather though. It's Again, been awesome. Like evening. I've been doing some evening walks the other day. Usually everybody's out walking. Yeah. Everybody's walking. Everybody's super friendly too. And running too. Yeah. Just like, like people are just like, <laughs> I got to get out of this house and do something. Yeah. Do something. Yeah. Cause we, have you, I don't know. Whenever I'm working, I have this kind of like urge to get home every once in a while, especially if I've been going crazy hard for days and that's just my introvert nature kicking in, I think. But, uh, I have this idea of like, Oh, I just need to get home. But now that I'm like stuck at home, like all the time, I just, I get out, mm -hmm. you know, I just got to get out of the house. So it feels so good. Like the other day I didn't, I went on a walk and stuff, but then I, this, I had to go to the grocery store uh -huh. to get some like food and groceries. Groceries, because that's I guess that's what you go to the grocery store for, right? Sure, yeah. Um, so I sometimes, get, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you just use the bathroom. Yeah, that's if you're an Uber driver. If you're an Uber driver or a you know. lighting maintenance tech, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went in there and I got super excited just to drive my car. And go in the grocery store and just like <laughs> see people. I was so excited. <laughs> Felt like a little kid again, you know? Isn't that funny? Yeah. Because, you know, you spend all day going to work and trying to keep your head above water financially and pay your bills and, and you know, do that whole thing. But when, when we get a virus like this, I think people really start getting in touch with like what they care about, what they value, who they love. Like, at least that's how it's been for me. You know, just thinking yeah. about the fact that, you know, this could potentially get worse, you know, that, that, that creates some positive motivation for me in a way where it's like, you know, that we're, we're a human race. We're, we're here on earth. Like we're not invincible and, you know, there's stuff like this that happens every once in a while and it's, it's scary and it's hard and it's uncertain, but I think, you know, putting everybody inside and giving them a bunch of money you know, just to pay their bills. I think that's a great, idea. I think society needs that, you know, I don't think we need a virus, but I think, I think we need a timeout, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. I've, I don't know about you, but I've definitely had some time to slow down uh -huh. um, because, you know, we get going to work and you go from the work, you go to gym and then you go from your gym to home and you cook a meal and then maybe you have a couple hours at the end of your day to, you know, de deload a little bit. Yeah, and usually that is spent in front of the TV, yeah. in front of your phone, uh -huh. in front of your computer. And um, that, it 
a lot of people say, oh, well, that's what I do to deload. But a lot, your brain is still very, very stimulated during mm-hmm. that time. So, so yeah. you could, you could have the argument that that's not even, you're not really deloading at that time. So a lot of people, people have been, or I'll just speak for myself. I have had a lot more time to just like do nothing, I agree. <laughs> you know, and just kind of not have any distraction in front of me, either a screen mm-hmm. or a, even a book. Um, just having time to just spend with me, my own thoughts and kind of get in touch with what's going on in my head. Yeah. Because a lot of, yeah, a lot of times I have no idea what's even going on inside of my own head. Yeah. Inside of my brain. So, and you got to just detach for a minute. Yeah. So there comes a lot of just like, um, I don't, I introspective think. thinking. Yeah. That's the word meditation. Yeah. And, um, cause your mind calms down. And you, like you said earlier, you get so excited to go to the grocery store and talk (laughs) to people and just say, just say hi to some strangers. Like, like after a eight hour day of work, you wouldn't be excited to do that. You'd be like, let's get this grocery store trip over with and let's go home. But now like, I just saw like this family at the gas station this morning when I was getting my coffee and there's this little girl with them and she's got Pokemon Go open on the phone <laughs> nice and they're just getting like some coffees and some you know donuts and and some candy and and just some snacks and stuff just to have like a little family like gas station breakfast it looked yeah. like and and she's like daddy can you drive us all the way over here she points to where the pokemon is and, and he's like sure let's do it yeah you know because he didn't gotta go to work she's right. like no honey we gotta go home get, make dinner and then get you in bed like there's no, there's, there's none of that yeah. these days. Yeah. It's, it's just families getting together. It's like, like what everybody keeps saying online, one world alone at home or one world together at home. Right. Yeah. It's kind of cool. I don't think we quite understand what would happen if we just take a few seconds. Like if that's the biggest thing that we take away from this whole time, um, as it's just me personally, I'm just going to speak for myself. Um, if I can take away from this whole thing and try to see the silver lining was to just, I need to focus more on slowing down, mm. um, even like programming it into my phone yeah, and just be able to, you know, schedule time to just not have any sort of distraction. Uh-huh. Um, and I've, I've had that a couple of times in my life. Um, and it really helps. It really does. And it, and you might think that it might be a little bit of a like, oh, that's just a time waste. No, it actually makes the time that you're you're spending on other things. So say you, your busy time, your actual like productive time, mm-hmm. it makes it so much more clear. It makes it so much more productive. Uh, productive, yeah. Your productive time is actually productive. Yeah, <laughs> you if, know? You, if you you can't pour from an empty pitcher. Yeah, that's what Ashley's mom was telling me the other day. You know, you have to spend time meditating and finding out what's going on. you have to help yourself before you can help others. Yeah, that's for sure. Definitely that's really important. That's good. Um, that was one of the questions that, that Lewis asked was, what are some new opportunities that are, that are opened up by this coronavirus? So I think that's, that's a few of them right there. Yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. I've been spending lots of time on social media, just uh, trying to figure out, cause you know, I'm a music producer. I'm an artist, I'm a singer, guitar player, engineer, and now I'm trying to get in touch with the marketing side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've put it off for so long cause I just want to focus on the music, but now it's like, okay, you know, this is a great time to, to really dive in and start learning about some of that stuff. So that's another huge opportunity that yeah. I've found is just, you know, the creatives and artists and stuff have time to spend at home, uh, figuring out how to get in touch with people online. Yeah. Cause that's, that's how shit moves today. Yeah. And through social media. Yeah. That's a, that's a great opportunity for us. Like in this podcast is to be able to, because everything now is a tweet, you know, and you've got however many characters you can use in a tweet. You've mm-hmm. got the social media things that you can only hold down the record button for so long and yeah. being able to like, sit down and this isn't even just for me and you i've heard so many other like podcasts saying hey this is a great 
opportunity to sit down and kind of talk back and forth longhand and really dive deep into these um, these topics, certain topics, yeah. and be able to really unpack these things. And because because people are engaged, yeah, exactly. Because people are engaged, and you actually have like the time to sit there and actually unpack these these sometimes even big topics, uh-huh. you know, and, um, you can't really do that on just a, a quick snippet. Yeah. Well, that's really tough is, too, is finding out how to make content that is, you know, that you can put on all platforms because, you yeah. know, TikTok, yeah. you can do a minute video and it's full screen on a smartphone. But if you want to post that same video on YouTube, you know, it could be a three minute video. Right. So maybe the better option is making a three minute video and then picking and pulling pieces and putting it on YouTube and making that your center point and then picking and pulling one minute and 30 second and 45 second for Twitter, one minute for Snapchat, you know, or 10 seconds for Snapchat, Yeah. whatever you're doing. It just all depends on what you're doing, but I'm really learning how to bring it all together right now. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's the biggest thing that, 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 you know, I've benefited from on social media from this whole virus thing. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Getting so, the music out there. Yeah. You start to get, become really creative. I mean, I've even just been, a lot of people are talking about their, um, uh, even with their cooking, <laughs> even with their cooking, uh, with all of like the, the restaurants and everything kind of closed down. They've had to start to make more food at home, mm-hmm. you know? And we all know, we all, you say, when you're ever talking about like diet or anything, it's a, one of the big things that you can do is just cook at home. Yeah. Everybody knows that, oh, I need to cook at home. But I think a big part of it is just that it's so much easier and so much quicker to just go out and get something else mm. from somebody else. And yeah. You don't have to think about it. But now that we actually have time, we can actually start to, um, uncover like almost, I don't know, I want to call them hacks, but just like hacks on how to, you know, make cooking at home easier, you know? Um, what are some of those hacks? So just the biggest thing is like food prepping. I've found like if you have a grill and then what I'll do is I'll take, um, like six chicken, uh, chicken thighs mm. and I'll cook them on the, on the grill. Right. And usually that's like a 40 minute process. Um, at least, uh, but now if you cook six chicken breasts at, at one time or not chicken breasts, chicken thighs at one time now, and you just put the rest of them in the fridge, then later you can cut, ch- I just chop that, uh, the chicken thigh up into pieces mm-hmm. and then I'll cook some broccoli and then throw it in a skillet and just, oh, yeah, uh, heat it up on the skillet, not through the microwave, through the skillet again. And it kind of browns it up every crisp, crispies it up on the edge. Sure. And, um, then, and then it's just, it, it tastes like it's, you just cooked it again, but it takes 10 minutes. That's, oh, that's dope, dude. That's how I used to cook. You know, I'd cook like a big pan of beef and then just throw it in the fridge and then, well, I'd just re, re-microwave it, but that's a great idea with the chicken to yeah. just throw it back in the skillet for a little bit. Yeah. Cause that's the biggest thing is you put the chicken, you put chicken in the microwave and it's kind of floppy and flabby the next time. You've got a fuzzy. And, um. It's yeah. still there. Okay. Um, no fuzzies. Oh, it's still there. <laughs> wow. Here, let me help you. <laughs> what is that? I think it's a big old hair. Right <laughs> out the middle of my forehead. See, now this is quality content. <laughs> this is why you got to watch on YouTube. This is why you got to watch this podcast. That doesn't make man. any sense. <laughs> You're like, what's he talking about? No, dude, I felt like you plucked that out of my forehead. Yeah, it like was. You, there was a hair there. I think it was. It was highlighted by the light from the window, oh, so yeah. it looked like a fuzzy. <laughs> but you're welcome. It was, it was a hair growing up. Yeah, I'm opening a forehead. salon when the quarantine's over. Yeah, he, d- he uses all natural techniques. <laughs> let's go into uh, let's go into fitness for okay. a little bit. I know we said we were going to go into music first, but we're, we're on, we're on fitness now. So let's keep it chill. I don't know why I did the gunshot. Dude. I have some sound effects. <laughs> you got it. You go build your guns at the gym, right? 
Exactly. Get those guns. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Pod Heaven with Austin and Devin. Is that what we're sticking on? If you want to, I'm down. I like it. Here's another beat I made. This is my favorite one out of the eight hip hop beats that I just put out on SoundCloud. Dude, I feel like I just rolled up into a casino or something. Exactly, bro. That's how you going for it? You're up, dude. Hey. That's me on guitar. And drums, right? Well, the drums are like programmed, basically. Yeah. They're kind of fake. I would love for you to get on a live kit with some mics. For me, dude, come on. What? It's good. Is that funky or what, dude? Yeah. Heaven sent us in his house. <laughs> it's good. It's good. All right. I can tell he's passionate about this thing. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Sup. I'll get better with the sound effects. I'll get more like smooth. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. It's good. But so we're going into fitness now. Transition. Holla. See, now this is a podcast. Now it feels like a podcast, dude. Yes. We're not just. Ain't flying. nobody doing it like us, man. <laughs> Pod heaven with Austin and Devin Airhorn. There you go. That's my favorite one. <laughs> That's what you do when I can't think of the word. I'm just like sitting here. Uh, uh, ooh, mine. Or you get a rim shot. It's a rim shot. Well, I don't know. <laughs> All right. What do you got? Lay so first me. question. Drum roll, please. Gotta wait for that drum roll. That's a big there. question. What's a good way to shred love handles? Good way to shred love handles. All right. So first of all, what are love handles? Love handles. They are the the fat. Yes. That is on the side of the stomach. Yes. So down here, um, and basically muffin top. Muffin top. That's a great way of of visualizing. Everybody knows what a muffin top is. Um, you wear those pants that were, you know, that you got back in high school mm. and um, you want to see if you can still fit in it and go back to those high school days. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just get rid of, just get rid of those just pants. Get rid of it. And just get new pants. New pants. Yes. So that's the love handles right there. And uh, they can be really, really, really difficult to get rid of. Um, and cause the main thing is that the place that you first start to put on excess body fat is generally going to be the last place that it goes. So for, for men, first place that it goes to goes to last place that it leaves, that it leaves. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Okay. So, um, that's why it can be the hardest, one of the harder places to actually shred down and get into a, a place that you want it to be. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's why it seems like they're so hard to get rid of. But plus on top of that, you can't, so I guess it goes without saying is that you can't spot reduce, right? Mm -hmm. So your body's going to prioritize the arms. It's going to prioritize the neck and the legs first. When, when you're losing weight. When you're losing weight. Yeah. It's going to, that's, that's going to be the first place to go. And, um, so the best way to get your love handles gone is to just like, you got to stick at it. You just got to be consistent. You got to be very consistent. And, um, it might even take a couple, I've heard some people say that it even takes a couple of rounds before you can actually get those to fully go away. So you lose weight, you cut, you're getting lean and then you plateau. Hmm. Then you go have to go back into, this is all, this is just good at general advice for weight loss anyways, is to cut. And then, um, once you kind of plateau a little bit, bump up your calories a little bit, not a lot, just bump your calories back up a little bit. And then then for a couple of weeks and keep watching it, make sure you're not actually increasing your weight. You're just staying the same. That's what you're shooting for is just to stay. And then after you've done that for a week, probably two weeks, 
um, then you start to you go back into a deficit and you cut more. And then, then once you've, and you kind of go back and forth and you've done this a couple of bouts, right. Mm. Um, then you'll actually get to the point where those love handles will actually go away. So it might actually take a few times of, uh, of cutting, bringing it up a little bit, cut again, sure. Bring it back up, cut again. And then finally your body will get to a point where it's like, all right, we can get rid of these love handles. And, um, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. What's, what makes it hard for some people to lose weight? Some, well, the biggest thing right now is that the American lifestyle does not really help us at Mm -mm. all. So, because, and the way that is, is because food is always super readily available. Like I can just walk behind me, go into my kitchen and I can, I have access to all this food. Right. So, um, just not, so just, ha- just everything's just so readily available. Even now I can just get on my phone and then in 20 minutes I can have any food, a pizza anywhere, here. a pizza, gigantic plates, come on, you know, anything you want, you know, is, it's, it's within 20 minutes mm-hmm. now it's all on your phone. It's super easy to get into. So I would say that's probably what the biggest go to the freaking grocery store. Yeah, exactly. Learn like we were talking about earlier, now is a great time to figure out like how to, how to prepare food at home. Yeah. That's you great. Know? Um, because that way you, you know, 100% what's going into your food, uh-huh. you know, well, kind of, <laughs> have mean, you seen Holy chicken? The second, no, I haven't seen Holy super chicken. size me movie. Oh no, I haven't. Are they talking that. about, uh, I, I knew that that was just released. It's just all about where chicken comes from and mm. big chicken. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're talking about just like the chicken farms and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you got, if you can always buy organic, um, just organic up. doesn't really mean anything according to that movie. Are they, is that what they're saying? They're saying that it's just, just like a word people use and the, the, the minimum requirements for something to be labeled organic is like ridiculous. Yeah. Cause I've always heard that if you're going to be certified organic, you have to go through a process. Okay. Um, I, but just to be saying that this, the dude that supplied, I think it was like 80 or 90, probably maybe even 90% of the organic produce out there uh-huh. was just busted recently. He was just busted for not being not complying. Upfront. With yeah. He wasn't like, completely upfront with everything. So yeah, there that's is, interesting. There's always that, but you're always going to be in a better by buying organic. You actually have a better, I guess you have a better chance. Let's say a better chance of getting stuff right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so, um, if you can, it's a better way to go and it's not always, well, we're about to have a delicious home cooked meal yeah. with steak and chicken yeah. and it's, it's really cheap. Me and, me and Ashley have been cooking at home for the last, you know, month and a half or so. Yeah. She does most of the cooking. I usually just am working on music and then poof, then poof, there's a, you know, full course meal in front of me. <laughs> it's nice. pretty awesome. Nice. So that, that's what makes it hard for some people yeah. to lose weight is just having food so readily available. Yeah, it's so readily available. It's so easy right now. So one of the biggest things that you can do is just have the stuff at home, mm-hmm. you know, and make sure you get rid of all the sweets, get rid of all of the, you know, the stuff that you know, that's bad for you, mm. because, but you like the bags of chips, all the yeah. processed, super processed stuff, you know, you have that in the fridge or the pantry yeah. and it's super, just so readily available, right? You don't even like you're, you're sitting there, you're watching TV, and, um, you go and you just go, it's just like five steps away, Yeah, you know, and then poof, you got, you know, way more chips than you need to, mm-hmm. you know, think about how many potatoes go into a bag of chips, right? You, you, I'm, I'm not sure how many, but you could easily fit, you know, six or seven potatoes in one bag of, in one bag of potato chips, right? One of those big ones. And, um, could you, could you sit down and eat eight potatoes in, in one sitting? No. No. But that's can, way too many carbs. It's way too many. Person. And you, yeah, your palate fatigue would set in and you're done and you're just like, I don't want to, I don't want to eat anymore. You know? So, but yeah, how many times? 
can you say you've crushed a whole bag of potato chips? It's not that hard to do. Times. Yeah. It's not I'm that on. hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. People are going to be snacking a lot at home. So that's the biggest thing you can do is just make sure that you have stuff that's readily available, you know, and either you have to go to the store to buy the ice cream, the potato chips and stuff. And have the stuff that counteracts that, that more readily available. Yeah. Have your proteins, have your veggies. Yeah. Um, but yeah. also get a membership at the gym that's on your way home from work. Right. You know, right. Get some bands mm-hmm. and some dumbbells and stuff that you can put in your living room. Yeah. So instead of going to the kitchen, you might pick up a dumbbell for 15 minutes first or a kettlebell. Kettlebells are freaking awesome. There's tons of great, and that's another awesome topic, calisthenics. What are calisthenics, Devin? Calisthenics is all the body weight exercises. Quarantine workouts. Quarantine workouts. (laughs) Well, that is interesting that you say that because we think that in order to get a good workout in a quarantine that we have to have 50 box jumps, a hundred burpees and 30, 50 yard sprints. Mm -hmm. And then that's your, that's how you get a good at home workout. workout. But as we were talking about earlier, it's actually much more beneficial to buy bands, Mm. um, have a, have a chance to like change up your workout. I'll get that in a second. And, um, uh, focus on mobility. You know, focus on mobility. Make sure that your your home workouts ha- are focused on that because yeah. we, all, we all know we need to work on our stretching. We all know we need to work on that. But um, it's it's really easy when there's a gigantic barbell full of 300 pounds and it's much easier to gravitate towards that than it is to do our mobility. So now sure. that we don't have that, most people don't have that, I should say. All the... All the- Big lifts like bench pressing and squats yeah. and stuff. Free weight stuff is generally speaking more fun. Yeah, for guys exactly. like us. Yes, that's yeah. why you see lots of guys skipping leg day. Yep, and not stretching, not having a good diet, getting mm-hmm. the dirty bulk. Yeah, you know it's it's freaking awesome. Right now we've got uh, Aaron, who's our roommate. Uh, he saw us working out in the living room in the mornings, and so now he's been. St- starting to work out nice. and he's never really been into it before. Yeah. Um, but now he's getting really into it and he, he's like 17 yeah. and he comes up to me every day and he's like, awesome. Look at my arms. <laughs> awesome. Look at my chest. Am I getting nice. bigger? So like, what was the question? Uh, next question is, well, can you build muscle with calisthenics? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The question, the answer to that question is yes, that's the short answer. Mm. And so, but the biggest thing, the kind of to break that down a little bit is to say that, you know, whenever you, you first join a gym, right. That you start to do a certain workout and it seems like everything you just touch the weight and you know, you're getting results. Yeah. Right. But when you first start, yeah. when you first start. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, I must be doing the right thing. I'm doing the right thing. So I'm going to just keep doing this. Keep right? doing it. But then what happens a couple of months in, you plateau. You plateau hardcore. And the reason you do that is because your body has adapted to this to the style of workout that you're doing. Yeah. You're currently doing. So you have to switch it up. So you have to switch it up. Exactly. To, get to the next level. You have to trick your body. Right? Yes. Yeah. You just throw a different stimulus at it. So um, calisthenics is a good way to do that. Right. So if you've been doing, if you've been spending most of your time in three to eight rep range, heavy weight, maxing out then yes, you can, you're going to, you're going to build a lot of muscle, uh, on calisthenics, but, uh, I don't know about a lot, but you, you will, you might, you might see some better results from changing, just changing it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I will preface that with calisthenics are a very, you have to have great form because it is really, it's really just like with anything, but this is kind of up there. Uh, it's an easier way to get yourself injured. Because if you're, if you go up and do like a jump, right. And you hit the ground, your arch collapses, your knees come in, your back rounds out, you have no control of your body at all. Then that's going to cause harm over time. Yes. That's, yes. That's going to have, that's going to cause issues later on down the line, if not pretty quick. Huh. So you, that, that is with that, with that being said, it's super, super, super important that you, you have good control. You have good 
biomechanics. So basically just knowing what your body is doing yeah. and you, you can understand and you really know what's happening. Right. Um, cause that's how many, so many people get hurt, right. Is they just jump into something. They just go headlong right into it. And, um, they don't, they don't have the right form. They mm-hmm. don't have the right knowledge. They don't have the control. You got to be strategic yeah. how you attack this stuff. Exactly. That's why I've been trying to help Aaron, you know, and it's hard cause he's 17 and he's, he's just real crazy. Well. <laughs> he's ADHD and he's autistic and he's, he's loses focus all the time, but he's yeah. such a sweet kid. And, but it's just really hard to, to get him to listen to me, you know, but you know, you'd rather have like, if, if you're training somebody, you'd rather have the client that you have to pull the reins back on than the 100%. client that you have to try to fucking yeah. get them moving. Cause guess what happens when you leave? They're done. They're done. They're not going back. But if you got to pull the reins back, you teach them right. You educate them. They're going to, they're going to keep going after that. So, um, I'm going to skip a couple of these cause okay. we're losing time, but, uh, what style of fasting is most effective? Style of fasting is most effective. Okay. Or let's go to keto first. What's keto. your opinion on the keto diet? That's a that's a great question. Um, my Sorry, I'm flipping you around. It's all good. So keto, right? So everybody wants to know. This is kind of where keto came from. I feel like everybody wants to know what the best diet is, right? If you're going to research a diet, what is the best diet that's going to work for me, mm-hmm. right? And right now the big one is keto. Yeah. Right. And, um, not so much anymore. Yeah. Not so much anymore. That, that had its day. Yeah. Um, and it's starting to kind of, you know, move on to whatever the next diet is, but that used to be the fad diet. So my view on keto is that it, it, it is just that it used to be this big thing. It used to be, um, like the thing, but here's the thing about diets mm-hmm. is not every single, there's not one single diet out there that's going to make everything perfect. There's not one guideline that I could say, Hey, this is the diet that's going to work for absolutely everyone. And, um, if you just follow this diet, you're good. You know, there's no magic. There's no magic pill. No, because right next like the most complicated thing that we know right now is the human brain. Yeah. Followed secondly after that is the human metabolism. Uh-huh. It is so, so, so incredibly important, uh, complicated and we don't know everything about it. Right. So there's no way if we don't even understand it 100%, there's no absolute, there's no way that I can say that this diet is going to work for absolutely everybody because yeah. there are so many different, like, well, keto is a style of fasting, right? Keto. Oh, not really. Keto is, um, is you just starve your body of carbohydrates. Okay. Because generally our body likes to use carbohydrates as its primary source of energy. And when you take that away, it starts using your fat instead, right? Yeah. It starts to kind of go towards other means kind of branches out. Right. So then fat is going to be our, our next energy source that it wants to use followed then after by protein okay. and mu- so muscle. Right. So the idea is you starve your, your body of carbohydrates. It switches over to ketones for its source of energy. Uh Um, and then, or fat, and then you start to use your fat as energy and it burns that away. So then you lose fat. That's, that's the idea of keto. So then last question, what style of fasting is most effective? So there, again, everybody's different. The metabolism is completely different for every single person. So fasting may work for you, for you, mm. but it won't work for me or it yeah. might work for me, but it won't work for you. It really depends on where every, the individual is at. Yeah. Right. So if, if a per, because a lot of people, their daily lifestyle they wake up, they skip breakfast, uh-huh. they have a bagel for lunch, yeah. and then they binge mm-hmm. for dinner. And then they wake up and then they don't eat maybe, and then maybe they even skip lunch the next day. And, yeah. they, and then they have, they have it, you know, so that person is technically already fasting, right? Yeah. So what's going to benefit them the most? Regulate well, it? Regulate it probably. Yeah. 
Just don't eat after seven or don't eat after six. Yeah. Well, that's another thing is that the whole don't eat at calories are calories. And if you're, you're eating at night before you go to bed, it's not automatically going to flip and become all like now every calorie is three calories, right? Just because you ate it right before bed. No, it's, it's calories are calories, um, at the very basic, uh, at the very base level. Okay. So, so the time of day that you eat doesn't really have an effect on, no, no, that doesn't affect it really. It's just calories are calories. Ashley's looking at me like, well, it looks like we're going to be snacking at midnight again. (laughs) (laughs) So, now we're potting. Now we're potting. Dude, give it up for Devin, everybody. <laughs> Round of applause for Devin. This is such great information. You went to school for the shit? I did. I did go to school for this. this guy's a um, fitness genius. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank Dude. you. <laughs> got to play another song here. Yeah. A little beady, Beatimus Maximus. There's a new hip hop beat from my beat package called Crazy Eight. It's out on SoundCloud right now. If you're a rapper, you should check it out. Or if you're not a rapper, you should still check it out. It's pretty sick. That's right. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, I could totally go do some serious pyramid set to this. To this? Maybe not this. This might be some good cardio stuff, but yeah. Well, I've also got lots of great EDM on my SoundCloud that you can listen to while you're working out. I find that stuff works really well for my workouts. Yeah, some of the EDM stuff. Unless you're a metalhead, then you know nothing else really kind of. I do. I tend to gravitate towards metal when I'm yeah. working out. <laughs> it's usually yeah. for today or Devil Wears Prada. Mm. You know. Yeah. I listen to everything, man. It's crazy. It's like you know, I've I've shown him some stuff and been like, "This is the stuff where he's going to draw the line." He's like, "Yeah, I like that." Like, oh okay, no, dude! Nice. Pretty much anything. Like, I can find something to appreciate about it. Because you know, working at Bent Beat, shout out to Bent Beat and Dave Beatty. Yeah, this show is basically sponsored by Dave Beatty. <laughs> it might as well be because this stuff is none of this stuff is mine. <laughs> This is all my DJ equipment. There you go. Except for that mic, that's yours. This is my and mic. this pop filter is his. I think a couple of these cables are. If uh, me and Dave ever have a giant falling out and hate each other, then I'll just I'll sort it out and figure out what belongs to who. Or I'll just steal it. <laughs> I mean, most of it's got the the stickers on it, so that might be a little difficult. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I feel like I've earned it at this point. Yeah. No, that's stupid. <laughs> All right, butthole. Oh, you're asking questions now. I'm asking questions. I've, you've got the spotlight. I don't have it anymore. But all right. So first question here is that is what motivates you to make music? What motivates me to make music? I just love it, man. It's so much fun. You know, there's a lot of lot of elements to it now. Doing it professionally and filling my fridge with it. You know. <laughs> Uh, paying my bills with the money that I earn from music, it becomes work, you know, and it gets kind of overwhelming sometimes. And there's a lot of stuff that's like, whoa, I didn't sign up for this when I, you know, saw Guns N' Roses on TV and want, decided I wanted to be a rock star, you know. There's a lot of other things that come along with it, but, you know, it's it's the only thing that I know how to do really, really well. I think it's the only thing that I've really put my 10,000 hours in on. And, you know, I've been playing guitar since I was eight years old and uh, been doing a whole bunch of other stuff in music, bouncing around, been DJing for weddings, been playing at churches, been playing shows with bands, been starting bands, been helping produce for artists, been making hip hop beats. I just, I want to get involved in every area of music that I can because I love it. Mm. So I'm just, I just, it's amazing to me. It's oh, great. There's a huge, there's a great feeling you get when you, when you, you know, finish a project that some of it was enjoyable, but some of it was, you know, kind of tedious and hard to get through. 
but then you hear the final mix in your car and you're just like, it's perfect. Like it, I love it. Everything nice. about music. It's great. It's great. And performing. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> so when are you more likely to write lyrics? Um, anytime I can't regulate lyrics. I can't sit down. I can sometimes if I hear like a, a pop beat or an R and B beat or like a, you know, a simple, you know, mostly electronically done song, I can think of a little hook or a melody. Melodies come really naturally. If, if I'm put on the spot to say, Hey, write a hook for this song, I can come up with a good melody, but, but lyrics, you know, if I'm put on the spot, I'll try to think of something, but nine times out of 10, I'm digging through old notes to look through stuff that I've already written. Hmm. You know, you have a conversation with somebody and then you go get in the car and you're singing on the way to your next, uh, I'll just speak for myself. I'm, I'm singing in my car just randomly, you know, whatever comes to me. And I'm like, Oh, that sounded kind of cool. I'm going to write that down when it, whenever I pull over. Cause I'm not, cause I never text and drive. Never, no. never at all. Not even at stoplights. No. Like he takes the phone and he puts it in the glove compartment. Exactly. Can't touch it. <laughs> yeah. I do every once in a while, but I try to use voice text. Use voice text. There you go. That's good. <laughs> uh, what advice, what's your advice for people who want to learn to sing? Um, breathe. Yes. Learn how to use your diaphragm. Um, get over the f embarrassment and fear factor of it all. That's, that's one huge thing for me is just, just, you know, just getting over that, just bringing myself to sing in front of people. Like that can be really hard for a lot of people. So don't feel bad about that. You know, just, just try to own it. Even if you screw up and, 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 you know, no. get a vocal coach if you can afford it. You know, that's always a great idea, no. but there's also plenty of videos online that you can, you know, watch a hundred of them and then pick a piece of info from each one to put together what you know about vocal training and, and how to sing. And, but I think a lot of it is just breathing. And, um, one thing I think musicians need to focus on more these days is, is, is just picking what they're good at and doubling down on that and getting a few good, you know, skills developed in the social media marketing side of things and getting a few good skills developed into the recording side of things. So you can at least like piece together a demo at home that you can show to a producer. Um, but so, so if you, if you're, if you've been playing drums for years and years and years, play more drums, you know, cause it, cause there's something to be said about the, the first instrument that you learn. Mm -hmm. I'm a killer guitar player because I've been playing guitar for 14 years. I'm not a great singer because I've only, I haven't been singing. I've been singing for half as long as that, you know, maybe even less. And, you know, guitar is so solidified. It's like riding a bike for me because I started when I was six. Mm. Mom and dad got me a guitar for Christmas yeah. when I was six. Mm -hmm. Right. I believe so. Yeah. When were you coming up with me? Six or eight. Something like that. Somewhere in there. But yeah. So what, what's a good way to like get over that fear of singing in front of people? Cause I can, I know that's crippling. Go play at church. Go play at church. Yeah. Cause it, it forces you to get in front of a crowd every Sunday, you know, and you have to, you have to rehearse, you have to know what you're playing and then you have to show up on Sunday morning and you have to play it in front of everybody mm. and they're Christians. So yeah. some of them have the tendency to be pretty judgmental. You know? <laughs> oh, okay. So it, it, it can be a tough crowd is yeah. what I'm saying. Okay. I'm, you know, plus I, I feel like the barrier to entry is a little bit easier at that point too. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a concert. Yeah. You know, you go play shows, go play yeah. open mics too. If you're not a yeah. church person, whatever, go, go play open mics. Open mics are great it's to good. get in front of people and screw up on purpose. Just get out there and, and, and try to, to that, yeah. <laughs> get used to screwing up. Get used to screwing up yeah. so that you're not devastated when you do and, and you can laugh it off and keep going. That's no, that's a great piece of advice right there. 
Well, all right. So out of all the artists you've worked with, who stands out the most? Gordo. <laughs> Gordo. Gordo for sure is this guy that that I recorded with completely flipped everything I thought I knew about production and music and the business and just flipped it on its head. And granted, like the the music that we're making with Gordo at Bentbeat is not, and he's taking a break right now. A lot of people are taking a break right now because we're quarantined, but uh, the music that we make is not going to be played on the radio. It could one day if, if you know, we get some other people on board and, and get his music to a play, you know, he, he, he's, he improves rapidly, but he's not, he's just not the greatest performer, but he's confident and he's got a lot of money to throw at his music. And he just is so passionate and just wants to play. And, you know, it's so hard to like rein him in. And cause Dave, Dave sat down with me before he introduced me to Gordo and he was like, I'm going to let you take the reins on Gordo. I'm going to let you be the guy and drive, you know, uh, but he's wild, you know, he's all over the place. You need to get him to write his lyrics down. You need to get him to sing it the same way every time. And you need to get him to record guitar and vocals separately. That was, those were like the, the, the four main three or four main points that Dave made to me when I first met with the guy. And I realized why quickly when we started working because no, he doesn't write his lyrics down. No, he doesn't sing it the same way every time. And no, he doesn't even play guitar the same way every time. Cause he can't, he, he, he doesn't structure the song outside of what he just has in his head. Hmm. And he just, he has a, it's like he has a go button and you can't like tell him what to do. <laughs> and so I have to just, just do a hundred takes and just dig through it and just try to piece it together and give it to him. And nine times out of 10, you know, we finish a, a song and I send it to him and he's like, this fucking rocks, man. This is awesome. He's like, you're so great, dude. You're so awesome. at what you do? And he pays me for all the hours, man. And, and he's done some work on my car too, for free. And yeah, that's awesome. That's great. That's great. That's great. Um, Love Gordo. <laughs> What is the most complex beat you have ever made? Um, well, there's this one song that's not on my SoundCloud anymore because I uploaded the wrong file when I posted it. But there's this song called Labyrinth, and I'll probably put it up just for the sake of this podcast. Should, yeah. But because uh, now I can master at home. But anyways, maybe we should, maybe I should have another podcast for like producers, like just cause there's people who are into the music, yeah, you know, but they don't care about all the knobs we have to turn and the yeah. software yeah. and the yeah. marketing that goes into it. But, but is this song called Labyrinth and I sampled this drum loop and then I chopped it up into a bunch of different ways. And then I ended up having like this grid of of drum loops that were all chopped up in different ways and just kind of selected each one that I wanted to hear at whatever point and then added synths and stuff to build it and build it and build it. And then it drops and it's big and then it comes back down and it builds and builds and builds and builds. And the build is actually the center of the song is what's actually cool about the song. The drop is pretty cool, but once you get there, we're already built up. So there's mm -hmm. not much dynamic from anyways. Yeah. That's, that's the most complex beat I've ever made. Labyrinth. And that's why it's called Labyrinth is because it's just kind of all over the place. and Because uh, it was like the drums, the way it looked in the project file. It was like a maze. It was like a maze. Gotcha. That's great. That's yeah, cool. cool. <laughs> Random gunshot. Random gunshots. So this one kind of ties off of that last one, but... Um, out of all of your creations, which one are you the most proud of? Dude, right now it's this it's this beat mixtape. Yeah, that just you dropped that today, right? Yesterday. 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 I'm really excited about that. Yeah. But there's but I've also got a couple videos in the works that I'm really, really excited about. Um 
But I think as far as like other than that, cause, cause you know, I first put a project out and I usually get really excited about it. And then I listen to it like a week later. I'm like, fuck, like this sucks. Like, <laughs> I got to put out another song, but I would have to say it's probably my new song from my album Ferrari. That's that I, I just That's brought it all together with that one or the, po- or the Pokemon remix oh, yeah. the Pokemon remix is done. And that's got the EDM sound and the rock and roll sound combined. And I feel like that's the first song that I did it really well with, but I'm going to do it with Ferrari too. And that'll be out soon. So nice. So you just, you kind of blazed over this a little bit, but um, you said that you, you, you come out with a song, but then later you're like, Oh, that sucks. And then you gotta make something else. Yeah. Do you feel, is that the way it is with all your music or is there something that's just kind of like stood the test of time? Oh, it, well, I think it's just hard to deal with all of the feedback that comes from all different places when you, when you put a project out. Cause you, you feel really like naked yeah. when, when you put something sure. out like that, that, yeah. that you, you know, aren't too confident about. And, you know, people see me as a performer and they look at me making these videos and stuff and they're like, Oh, he's, he has a great time doing this. This is easy for him, but it's not. I almost had a heart attack on the way here because I was so nervous about this podcast. And I have I have a heart attack every time I get on stage. I have a heart attack before every wedding that I weddings are easy now. I've done 150 mm-hmm. of those. But sometimes they get stressful, you know, yeah. if I forget something. So I've got lists and calendars and 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 everything. You just you can't can't beat yourself up for for not being confident. You know, I every artist that I have in the studio, we throw them in the booth and then they, and they go, they, 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 they just get nervous and they go, sorry, I'm a little nervous or, or they try to put on this front of, of confidence that you can see right through. And, yeah. it's, and you know, seeing that has given me a lot of confidence. Right. Cause I tell these artists the same thing every time. I'm like, it doesn't phase me. I don't care. We can do this a hundred times. We can take this vocal a hundred times and we can dig through it and we can make it sound good no matter who you are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. exactly. But I feel like, um, that's a good, it's, there's a good amount of kind of nervousness to have, you know, cause that means it's go time. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel the butterflies in your stomach. I like that feeling. You feel like, okay, it's ready to go. Here we go. And it, Chase it, that. it brings you in the moment. Yeah. It really brings you into the moment because, uh, I've noticed that like, there's been a couple of times where I've jumped on the drums or gone into some recording or something <laughs> to do something like drums. that to drums. Yeah. And, uh, I was nervous, but that's, I get done with the track and that, well, that was the best one. I jump on there again and I'm super hundred percent confident, screwed up every Slaughtered second it. of it. Yeah. You know, been there. Yeah. So you got, it's, it just, it really brings you in the moment. It gets you to focus and mm-hmm. to be to be ready and it, you end up putting out some really good stuff. I think it has to do with your purpose too. Just when you know that you're doing what you're meant to do, mm-hmm. like it, it triggers this thing inside you where it's like adrenaline. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's like when, when I show up to a podcast like this or when I show up to a wedding, my, my mentality is I cannot fuck this up mm-hmm. because this is my dream. This is what I want to do with my life. And if I'm not good at this... Then I can't, I can't, I can't do the thing that I want to do and I'm a failure. You know, that's kind of, that's, that's kind of the thought process sometimes. And it's a battle to yeah. stay out of that. Yeah. But I think it's good to kind of expose some of this stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Just to let people know that they're not alone. That's one of the, that's one of the biggest things I want to do is just inspire other people to do more stuff. Yeah, exactly. Just to know that you're not alone in the feelings that you feel. You know, this is a human emotion. We're all human. Mm-hmm. So we, we feel these things, right? Um, yeah. So it's good. We're at an hour and four, dude. Nice. That was great. That was quick. I just like blinked and it was over. It's because we're having a great, we're just talking, yeah. man. Yeah. We got structure. We got enough structure here to keep us on track. Yeah, for sure. You want to just like plug your social media really quick? And right, then I'll plug yeah, my- yeah. So my 
my fitness name is pure movement fitness pure movement yes um i'm on instagram and facebook right now those are the main ones that i am on on a consistent basis so instagram and facebook instagram and facebook you should get on twitter dude yeah <laughs> you should get on twitter you should get on snapchat what about you um i'm at the real heaven set on pretty much everything on all the social media um and i'll put that up on the screen and then on spotify and itunes if you want to listen to my original music uh it's just heaven sent and i'll put that up there too beautiful beautiful there you go should we close out with one more beat which one was your favorite one two or three it's a two mine was two i don't like two yeah go with two Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks. See you next time. This has been Pod Heaven with Austin and Devin, episode one. Go. Beautiful. Check us out on the media. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your mom. Tell your girlfriend. Your cat. You got those. Tell your cat. That is important. <laughs> that was good, right? Yeah. I love that.